Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, December 12th, 5.43 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up four and three quarters at 6.48 and three quarters. January soybeans down 21 and a quarter at 14.62 and a half. March Chicago wheat up 14 and a quarter at 748 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up 10 and three quarters at 843 and three quarters. March spring wheat up six and a quarter at 907 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, ratings and reviews are very much welcome and appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Drop me a comment. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Always appreciate it. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. So on Friday, we had a USDA report. On report day, I have the video blasted out, usually within 20 or 30 minutes of the release. It's a quick five or six-minute highlight review of the report. And then you see some additional analysis uh, the following day. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, guys. 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Uh, nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Large money managers or the funds have been liquidating length in the corn market. CFTC released its weekly commitment of traders report on Friday. This data is accurate as of Tuesday, December 6th. Uh, December 6th. In that week, large money managers sold 75,000 contracts of corn in net and now hold their lightest net long since August. So this net long of 119,000, this is no longer considered like a large or extreme net long. This is more of a modest net long. But 75,000 contracts on the week, that's a big week of selling. And soybeans funds were net sellers of 2,000 contracts. They're long 101,000. That's a modest net long historically. Funds sold 7,000 contracts of SRW wheat and hold their largest net short since May of 2019 here at 63,000. That's not an extreme net short, but it's it's getting bigger and it's the biggest in uh uh, again, since May of 2019. So large money managers have been sellers here. I'm actually surprised the corn market's held up as well as it has given the uh, big time selling pressure or liquidation that we've seen here the last few weeks. Now, soybean futures trade lower this morning and kind of independently lower. The soy complex has been really independently strong for several weeks, and now you've got some independent weakness. I'm not quite sure why. Um <clears throat> You did have a sharply lower trade in the Malaysian palm oil market overnight. Uh, Brazil caught some rain over the weekend, and the forecast in Brazil is maybe a little bit wetter than it was going home on Friday, just slightly. So here's some of your key soybean growing areas here on my screen. You can note these far southern areas are still kind of on the dry side, and if there is a problem in Brazil, that's probably it. But they caught some rains in Mato Grosso over the weekend, and this forecast maybe looks slightly, slightly wetter. Um, you got to remember that this March soybean contract has rallied a dollar and 26 cents per bushel from its October low through Friday's high. So if you see some back and fill here, if you see kind of a test of this trend line I got on my chart, you know, that wouldn't be totally shocking given the uh, setup. 
Now, Argentina is still dry, and the forecast doesn't look good. So I've got two circles on my screen here if you guys are watching. This big circle, this encompasses like most Argentina soybean growing areas. This red circle here where you're going to see like little to no rain over the next 10 days, that's the biggest uh, area of production density when it comes to soybeans in Argentina. You're still going to see above normal temperatures in Argentina. Uh, the crop, the soybean crop there was only, I believe, 37% planted through the middle of last week, and the average is somewhere in the mid-50s. Now, USDA on Friday, and I'll talk about the report in a second, they did not reduce their Argentina production estimates, not for soybeans or for corn. They probably will next month. That's a move that's coming. But uh, Argentina uh, still looks very much problematic in my view. COVID is spreading rapidly in China after the country eased restrictions. Hospitals in some parts of the country are reportedly not prepared for this. So, you know, China told its citizens to self-medicate and recover at home. Yet people are fearful of this thing because the government told them for three years that it's incredibly dangerous and that you need to lock down all that stuff. Official Chinese COVID cases have trended lower, although the numbers are probably very wrong due to reduced testing. And I think they're just generally uh, wrong. They're, they're way too low, I think, versus what is probably reality. A Beijing city government spokesperson said this, it takes time to optimize control measures and a stable transition does not come easily. It is our shared objective to return to normal life and production as soon as possible. So for the moment, the reopening in China is ongoing. It's not going to be without some problems and some headaches, though. And I think that's what we've got going on here. So to get to Friday's USDA report, there were no significant changes, nothing overly surprising. USDA did reduce its projection for U.S. corn exports by 75 million bushels. That change was absolutely warranted. They could have chopped it by more. They probably will by next month. We know that we've got a poor pace of U.S. corn sales and shipments on the export market. The U.S. soybean and wheat balance sheets were unchanged versus last month. Uh, USDA did not adjust corn or soybean production estimates for Brazil or Argentina. They uh, reduced their uh, production estimate for Ukrainian corn by 14%. USDA now estimates that the 2022 corn crop in Ukraine will be 36% smaller than last year's pre-invasion harvest. So none of these numbers were like totally shocking to the trade. Um, nothing on the world balance sheet, totally shocking. Um, South American numbers kicked the can down the road type deal. The Ukrainian port of Odessa was not operating yesterday after a Russian attack on energy infrastructure. So the port itself was not struck. It did lose power, however, uh, following that attack. Two other ports were operating only partially. Uh, partially, They said more than a million and a half people in Odessa, southern Odessa, were without power after a drone strike hit two energy facilities. Reuters does report this morning that Odessa has resumed operation. Two other ports are operating at reduced capacity. Ukraine's ag minister said this. There are problems, but none of the traders are talking about any suspension of shipments. Ports use alternative energy sources. So this looked like it maybe could have been a problem over the weekend, but this morning, uh, maybe not so much. Wholesale inflation was slightly hotter than expected in November. The government released monthly PPI producer price index data on Friday. PPI rose at an annualized rate of 7.4% in November. That's down from 8.1% in October. <clears throat> Excuse me. This was the lowest annualized increase since May of 2021. So inflation is on a downward trajectory, but this number in particular was a little bit hotter than uh, what traders had expected. Now we'll see monthly consumer inflation data, that CPI tomorrow. The Fed meets on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, and they will likely announce a 50 basis point uh, rate hike Wednesday afternoon following that meeting. The cattle market was higher on Friday. Cash cattle was... Um, 
153 to 155 in the south and 156 to 157 in the north. We'll see what develops today. Uh, in the outside markets, U.S. dollars just a little bit lower. Uh, the S&P's up 10 points. The Dow Jones up 50. Gold's off 10 bucks. Crude oil's down 62 cents at 70.39 in the January WTI. Still an awfully weak trade. Have a great day, guys. Have a great week. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.